All right, GM everyone, thanks for showing up. Um, I'm recovering from a cold, so you might hear me coughing a bunch. Sorry about that. <clears throat> yeah, speak of the devil. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. I guess I'll just, I'll just get right into the questions. Let's see. All right, D dot 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 wants to know about project s and so does white turtle bill um yeah so still uh, nothing additional that we can reveal um relative to what we've revealed in the past um we continue to work on it it's uh, making progress um reworking some algorithms uh doing a bunch of testing and writing all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, we are making progress. That's about as much as I can say right now. <laughs> All right, so Otto asks, starting to see more statements from Pith leadership about potential changes to their feeds. Any thoughts you can share about governance, feed pricing, and modifications to the push-pull model on Solana? Uh, I never heard Pith mention changing to the pull model, but I recall that you, Durden, did a while ago. By the way, I love the Pith staking. <clears throat> All right, so yeah, just to bring everyone up to speed on what Otto is referring to with the push and pull model. So on Solana, Pith uses a push model, and this means that they... Um, Every block or every uh, slot on Solana, they push the price onto the chain. Um, and so it's updated every 400 milliseconds approximately. And this is why Pith is so useful to us because these price updates are the fastest um, of any Oracle that we know of. Um, yeah. And so uh, Pith doesn't work like that on other chains though. Uh, Solana is the only chain where it, where it utilizes this push model. I think that's partially because um, it's it's most useful here, given that Solana itself is the fastest chain, um, and also that Solana is the place where they started off. And also, they forked Solana to create their own Pithnet, um, which is where they first published their prices. <clears throat> Uh, anyways, so on other chains, what they use is the pull model. And in this model, um, any user can request a price update. And uh, it'll send that request to, I believe, Pithnet. And then, uh, yeah, I, I'm not like privy to the exact details, but some party will then publish the data onto the the chain that you're on, that the requester is on, um, and then they can use the price. <clears throat> so the problem with this model for us is that uh, it introduces additional latency. In other words, the price updates become slower because right now, you know, we just look on chain and there's already a pr price update. But in this other model, we would have to, um, everyone, every time someone tries to trade with us, we'd have to ask Pith to bring the price on chain and then see if like uh, 
the the trade they requested with the parameters such as the slippage they selected um, is still viable for the trade to go through and this will make um, it a lot more difficult for arbitrage trades to take place because it takes more time it also i mean traders trades will fail more frequently because um yeah the price update is slow uh and there's a higher chance of greater slippage <clears throat> it also means that we're at a greater risk of being front run just because there's this a uh, longer interval so this model, while not impossible for Lefinity to use, is suboptimal. So ideally, um, Pith just keeps using the push model on Solana. That would be best for us. But I have heard of Pith talking about moving to the pull model on Solana before. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm not sure where they are with regards to that right now like what i'm not sure what they're what the team is thinking about that um it's not fully up to the team i guess now that pith has governance but yeah uh but, but it is a possibility uh some people are probably wondering so i'll just mention that in the case that pith does switch to the pull model on Solana, what we would probably do is start to use our own oracles uh, for most assets. <clears throat> um, we already use some of our own oracles for some assets. Uh, but yeah, so if we use our own oracle, we'd basically be as fast as Pith. Um, and that would probably just end up being better than having to rely or having to like yeah rely on this uh new oracle model that introduces additional latency um, because of the additional latency it would mean that we would have to widen our spreads uh, which means we're less competitive in the markets and we would have less volume so instead of accept that we'd probably rather um, just use our own oracles. But yeah, hopefully it doesn't come to that. <laughs> we'll see. I I guess I, I've heard some other people talk about how they haven't heard Pith talk about that lately. So maybe it was a thing that they thought about at one time but are no longer thinking about. I'm not sure. But <clears throat> yeah. And a follow-up from Otto. Related thoughts on the relative weight of Lefinity's governance stake and influence over Pith. Also, welcome, should we buy more? How much would make a difference? Um, I haven't looked into like uh, what the total amount of staked Pith is. <clears throat> like right now, the uh, proposals are mainly uh, about accepting certain governance delegates or maybe that wasn't the term. That might have been a Jito governance term. Uh, yeah, I forgot the term. But like, uh, you're looking for like uh, notable leaders in Pith governance, essentially. So it's just like voting on those people. 
So yeah, I haven't like thought too much about pip governance yet because there hasn't really been any like uh, proposals that would be that would like affect us significantly. So yeah, kind of waiting to see. Um, I doubt we would buy more for the purpose of governance. Like, for us to gain an amount that would like make a difference in our governance power, I think that would be tons of money. <laughs> so it would be a huge investment. So seems unlikely. Um, yeah. Hope that satisfactorily satisfactorily answers that. <clears throat> so we have another question from Otto. Says I don't really understand the changes being promoted for Flare DAO. Uh, actually, uh, give me a second. Oh, uh, looks like people cannot hear me on Discord. Uh, this is depressing. This happens sometimes. And uh, the cause is totally unknown. Uh, let's see. Um, Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, I don't know what the issue is, but probably not going to be able to fix it right now. So if you want to listen, I would suggest going to Twitter or also doing the AMA. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, let me just tag people, let them know. All right, back to the questions. Thanks for waiting. So I'm just going to read from the start again. So Otto says, I don't really understand the changes being promoted for Flare DAO. Can you please summarize your current understanding and what key points of debate are unsettled? <clears throat> yeah, so the big picture is that... Um, The, the Flare DAO wants to do things with its funds. Uh, its funds are mainly composed of the VE Lufinity that it purchased like a year ago or something. And the USDC that's generated from that VE Lufinity. In addition to that, there's some soul, some meme coins, some NFTs. Uh, so it has these assets and we've occasionally done proposals to like deploy them to lending protocols or to buy something or to sell something 
and <clears throat> um, it's really better if this is this was um, organized and governed in a way where it's easier to move faster. And until now, we've done flare holder votes for each individual action. And I really think this is suboptimal, uh, partially because most people just don't care. <laughs> um, and then on the other hand, there are some people who care a lot. And I think it makes a lot of sense for the people who do care a lot and who have you know, some minimum amount of skin in the game and have shown over the past two years that you know they're they uh like they really care about this community that they um, govern those assets and are able to move fast with them when there are opportunities uh and not be beholden by um our standard governance practice of like discussing th something in the the uh the governance forums for a while and then putting it to a vote and then finally acting on it. <clears throat> and in addition to that, uh, you know, it was always the vision that Blair Dow become independent to a certain degree. Um, in our original article, we mentioned that Flair Dow governs the bought back flares and uh, that it would take a while until we could move to a governance structure where um, flare holders themselves can actually custody things um, and I think this is a really great time to actually begin to make that move um, because uh, what <laughs> I think part of the main reason is because it's starting to be a bull market and that means that there's a lot more things that you can do on chain there's many more opportunities to generate revenue <clears throat> and uh, Generally speaking, you have to move quicker in a bull market than in a bear market to take advantage of these opportunities. And so, <clears throat> yeah, so that's like the big picture of what's been, uh, what's being discussed with regards to um, flared out taking custody of a small portion of, of its assets. Um, so some of the, th the, the details, some of the details that have been discussed are like, what exactly do they custody? Uh, I think we've all settled on that they would custody those things that are in the Flare DAO wallet, but not the bought back flares or the um, the uh, it's the the larger stack of VE Lifinity, which is like twenty percent of the VE Lifinity supply that Flare DAO owns. Um, for the time being, the team will still custody those. Uh, another thing that was discussed was. Um, whether we should put a cap on the amount that um, this council, as we're calling it, uh, <coughs> whether there would be a cap on the amount of total assets that they custody. <coughs> Let me take a drink real quick. <coughs> So uh, if we, uh, so the rationale for why we why it's being considered is uh, people would 
were uh, expressing concern about what if the uh, the amount of assets like went into the millions or whatever, then there would be a strong incentive for uh, the council members to like basically run off with the funds. I think that's the thinking. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, so the idea would be if there is a cap, anything that goes beyond the cap would be converted to soul and sent to the buyback wallet that's controlled by the team and is used for buybacks. Um, and I think that's a fine way to start. So uh, I think uh, White Turtle Bill did some napkin math and uh, <clears throat> came up with 200k as a cap. We also did a vote and 200 is like below the average. So, you know, there's like a margin of safety below the average vote, essentially. Um, so I think that's a very reasonable, reasonable number and uh, it should be used for the proposal. <clears throat> Um, let's see. There were probably some other things discussed here. Oh yeah, we were discussing the uh, the uh, structure of the multi-sig that would be used, and who would have veto power if anyone. Uh, so like one question was like, of course, like who is on this council? Who gets to be part of the multi-sig? And uh, I I basically just asked who would want to be a part. And um, <clears throat> I think it's fairly obvious from the people who voted, um, who ha who has been with us a long time and has been active, versus people who have joined much more recently. Um, so I think anyone who has at least one flare and has been with us decently long enough and has been a value-add member of the community. Um, can be part of the council. I think it's it's best if I just make that decision <laughs> to make it like um, the least controversial. Um, I, I don't know if people are gonna be feel good about like being voted on as individuals. Um, I mean, I guess if you like, if, if everyone really wants to do that, we can do that. And it's also more cumbersome, but like in my mind, it's quite clear from the people who um, expressed a desire to be a part of the council, like who is worthy. Um, it's either like people have been with us for really long or people who have joined really recently. Uh, so that's my perspective anyways, but uh, we'll see. Huh? <clears throat> uh, and then I, I'm not sure if there are other things there may have been. People can always go check out the uh, the channel for that. Called the uh, Community Council for Flare DAO channel under Flare Governance. But yeah, so yeah, that's my current understanding and the uh, points of debate that I can recall right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Let me know if you have any more questions with regards to that. I'm gonna take a drink before I start coughing. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
All right, Balder asks, any update that can be shared about testing that may be happening with Project S? How have yields looked compared to one, locking VE Lafinity, or two, just staking Sol? At this given point in time, Sol constant at $100, etc. All right, so I think these are two separate questions. Um, so is there anything we can share about testing with Project S? Not really. <clears throat> I mean, especially because like we haven't even revealed what Project S is. It's really hard to give details without um, leaking those details. <laughs> but uh, I think the, the UI looks really sick. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, yeah, has some pretty cool features. Okay, so the second part of your question. How have yields looked comparing uh, locked VE Lafinity versus staking Soul? Um, let's see. So the past month, the APR was 8%. Actually, the previous month, it was also 8%. Month before that, it was 9%. Month before that, it was 12%. Uh, month before that, it was 5%. So, I mean, I would say <laughs> it's fairly comparable to the uh, the uh, staking rate, maybe slightly higher in staking yield, but basically the same. Um, I'm not sure why you would compare it to staking soul, because... Uh, like it, like that. The yield, of course, matters. But if you're going to, if you're like trying to decide between buying Soul and Lafinity, I think your choice, like you also have to consider the price movement, right? And because that's probably going to be more significant than the APR, uh, just because prices are much more volatile than yields are. So. Yeah. Uh, and with regards to price, you know, I have like no clue what either of them are going to do. So I'm not really sure what else to say with regards to that. But all right. Uh, a dot dot dot. Actually, hold on a second. What are these dot 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 people? Is a thing. Earlier, there's a D dot dot dot. The next question is. W dot dot dot. Weird. Anyways, they ask, uh, will Lafinity benefit from Fire Dancer, and how? Um, let's see. So you know, I'm not a dev, so I'm not like uh, my understanding could be wrong. Uh so my understanding of Fire Dancer. I think it could lower block times a bit. Uh, Solana certainly has the ambition to lower block times to, I think it was 200 milliseconds. Um, and that would be good for us because that means prices are updated faster. Um, and that's always good for us. Uh, I talked about the latency problem earlier about the push-pull model with regards to the pith. 
So this would go in the other direction where uh, latency would improve. So that would be one way where we could benefit. Um, I mean, of course, there's like the generic ways that we benefit where, you know, it's bullish Solana and anything bullish Solana is generally bullish for us because it'll increase volume on Solana. Um, I can't really think of a, another way other than that generic way and the lowering latency that it would benefit us specifically. Yeah, that's all I can think of. <clears throat> but yeah, should be good. Excited for Fire Dancer, sure. Um, w dot 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 asks, what financial benefit is there to buying flares? Or is there more upside to holding the Elefinity? Um, well, I, again, have no up, I have no idea about the upside of either. Um, like, uh, most gains or losses are going to be due to price movements. And, uh, you know, that's just incredibly hard to predict for anyone. Um, but I can give you, like, some factors to think about for each, I guess. So the way flares work is they own about one-fifth of the VE Lafinity supply, or like a 5.7 million VE Lafinity. So that means they receive about one-fifth of the revenue that we distribute each month. <clears throat> so for example, this previous month, revenue was like 500k-ish. So they received um, uh, oh yeah, and uh, half of that is distributed, so 250k, and they receive one-fifth of that, so that's like 50k. And that USDC yield is converted to SOL, and then the SOL is used to buy back flares. So the circulating supply of flares continues to decrease, and the price of the floor price of flares gradually increases over time. Of course, the floor price of flares is more influenced by people buying and selling than just the buybacks done by FlareDAO. Um, so it's it's like not going to be a straight line up, of course. Uh, it, there's plenty of ups and downs. <laughs> but if you look at it over a long-term long time horizon, then uh, it should go up because we are buying them back uh, and supply is decreasing <clears throat> and uh, another interesting thing about the supply decreasing is that that also means each flare uh, gradually will own more of the underlying assets owned by FlareDAO so most NFTs I think they're not really backed by anything um it's just you know it's just a question of how much you can sell it for but um flares are actually backed by assets so there is a a book value to them <clears throat> and so that book value also gradually increases over time because of the buybacks yeah so that's flares and then there's ve lafinity 
uh, which is locked tokens. And uh, that gives you the uh, the same yield, same type of yield that flares get. But in this case, uh, you receive it as USDC. So if you like receiving revenue, um, there are tokens. And uh, yeah, I mean, I won't get into like all the intricacies of like the uh, Xlafinity, the early unlocking mechanism, and the arbitrage trade and all that. But yeah, like uh, there is no saying like which is better. Um, like some of the differences between them are subjective, I think, and depends on your personal preferences. And uh, I like to say that <clears throat> like if there if there is an obvious difference in value between them, then people will always arbitrage that difference. And so the market should reflect um, those differences and preferences as a whole. Um, so yeah, those are some things to consider. Uh, but what what's best for you, only you can know. Time for a drink. <coughs> Prodramo says, I've got a question. I just saw that Dflow is collecting liquidity slash asking to deposit Lafinity. Any clue why they are doing this? Uh, no, I have no idea, actually. Uh, who are they asking to deposit? And what does that mean? Like, uh, are they lending to market makers or... Are they depositing in a pool, like an AMM, or...? I do know what Dflow is. They reached out to us once. Um, and uh, I think they were trying to partner... This, this is a pretty long, long time ago, actually. But then after talking for, like, half an hour, I think they finally realized that... Uh, we don't really have flow. No pun intended, um, because our volume, a lot of it, comes from Jupiter. And uh, so, yeah, I think then they lost interest. <laughs> uh, Prodrama says, I've got no clue. That's why I asked. Uh, but you should ask them. I'm sure they'd be happy to answer. And then you can report back to us in the Big Brain Alpha channel. <laughs> uh, when Project S asks GMGM, has Meteora confirmed that the Lefinity slash Xlefinity pair will give points and therefore an airdrop? No more news from BirdEye about the wick. Uh, yeah, so the Meteor thing actually, was it you who told me to ask them earlier? Because I forgot about that. Um, actually, yeah, I think you 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 must have asked me in a AMA because I think I said I might forget, so you should remind me later. Um, but yeah, I can <laughs> I can ask again. But uh, yeah, I again like I I highly doubt that they would uh they would uh nullify those points. 
Um, they are aware that we've deposited that liquidity. Um, I DM'd him about that once. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they're only going to remove, um, what do you call it, uh, wash trading volume or any any time of any type of volume that's trying to game the system which ours is clearly not that um so yeah honestly i'm like not worried at all but yeah if you can remind me i can ask and then uh bird eye you know i've reminded them yet again <laughs> i was like is this still on your to-do list like you mentioned they said yeah, so I don't know. There's really not more, not more I can do beyond reminding them. I don't know. I think it's probably a matter of priorities for them. From their perspective, we're probably just a rando project. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're probably focusing on other things, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll remind them again some other time. All right, <clears throat> Opaque asks, is there a plan to automate the buyback of Lefinity as revenues generated rather than in chunks? Yeah, so sorry about this uh, misconception. Actually, we don't uh, buy in chunks. Uh, you, will, you won't find us buying Lefinity in clips of 100K. <laughs> um, so actually, we used to have a functional bot that did exactly this. It would buy Lefinity at semi-random times. Uh, I forgot the frequency, something like every hour or something. And uh, it was in like very small sizes, right? Because it's like spread out over the course of a month. So uh, let's see. Then we switched to increasing liquidity for a while rather than using revenue for buybacks so buybacks stopped for a while and then <clears throat> there's a vote to uh, switch that to a combination of buybacks and increasing liquidity 50 percent each so that's where we're at right now but the uh, bot that does the buybacks needs to be updated uh, if I remember correctly, the reason is that in the meantime, Jupiter released a new uh, version of their API, which we use for the buybacks, so that we're always buying at the uh, best price. Um, there, may, there may have been another reason, I, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, bottom line is uh, the bot needs to be reworked a bit so that... Um, it can work. Um, but yeah, we've been focusing on Project S, and that's why we haven't gotten to that yet. But we certainly will. And uh, to to our great luck, um, <laughs> well, some of you may not like me saying this, but to our great luck, the price has decreased in the meantime, which means uh, when we do resume buybacks, we will be buying at a lower price, assume, assuming we don't like mega pump from here. <clears throat> so that'll be nice. 
at least. But uh, yeah, sorry for the confusion caused because our buyback bot is not live right now. All right, well, uh, those are all the questions in the Discord for now. <clears throat> um, if anyone wants to come on stage, I could bring you on stage, or if you just want to uh, write in the uh, Twitter replies, I think that also works. Or the comments of the spaces. I will also check those. All right, we have a follow-up question from uh, Opaque. He says, during the Oligarch chat, you teased Project S end of February. Is that still the case? So I don't think we will be launching by the end of February, no. Uh, in the meantime, since the uh, the uh, AMA with Oligarch, we uh, came up with a new way to improve the protocol. And so um, we are reworking some things, uh, which will result in a uh, better mechanism, although it will delay us a bit. But yeah, that's why <clears throat> we are, we will no longer be able to launch by the end of February. So I guess now we're uh, aiming for the, uh, aiming to launch in March, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, Prodromo says, can you clarify what is Oligarch? <clears throat> Yeah, so we did a AMA with uh, the oligarchs. Um, I think they are an NFT collection. Opaque, collect me if I'm correct me if I'm uh, wrong. But uh, yeah, we did an AMA with them, and uh, I actually posted the uh, the recording as a podcast on our Lefinity uh, um, RSS feed. So if you're subscribed to the Lefinity podcast, then uh, you will have seen that in your feed. Uh, it's a pretty good one. Um, good questions. We have some people typing. We'll wait for their questions yeah uh Prajama says thanks we'll check i think if you just search for oligarch in the uh announcements channel you get you'll be able to find it <clears throat> bowware says i might have missed it but is project s a lefinity development or is it a is it in a partnership with jupiter um it is a Lefinity thing. It's uh, it's not a partnership with anyone. Although the uh, protocol will have a lot of partnerships. 
Yeah. It's like a it's like a protocol built for partnerships, you might say. K fifty seven. Did someone win the guess what project S is contest on Twitter? Uh no, actually they haven't. They haven't. even if they did even then maybe i would say they haven't because if i say they did then you would be able to limit your options but i can't let you do that now can I? Scorch says, but it's in plain sight. <laughs> yes, it is in plain sight, like I said. I think it's hilarious. I think it'll be I think it'll be hilarious when everyone finds out what it actually is. Yeah, some uh, some people in the chat were like, we would have preferred if you had just <clears throat> never mentioned Project S to begin with. Like, never, never teased us. And uh, I mean, not everyone was of that opinion, but there were a surprising to me number of people that uh, said that. Actually, they just reacted with an emoji. <laughs> I don't know how strongly they felt that. But, uh, yeah, I. <laughs> it makes me wonder what you guys would be saying right now if we uh, had never mentioned anything about this ever. And I don't know what I was say, what, what I would be saying to you guys. Like, like, what are we doing even? Is the team doing anything? Devs do something. Ton of people typing suddenly. Prodromo says, Can you promise no points or diamonds program on Project S? <laughs> the thing is, like, I've already shat on points publicly on Twitter. So, like, if we did points, I think my past tweets are going to get shat on. <laughs> so, I've already, I've already backed myself into a corner. <laughs> Uh yeah, I would I would prefer not to do points. <laughs> yeah. I uh 
points are definitely good for projects definitely bad for retail relative to just giving out tokens in a transparent manner but uh yeah i i, I do have some creative ideas for how to do distribution that might come into play but also i just want to say definitely no guarantees on anything but uh i do have some ideas for like things that have never been done before um <clears throat> but yeah uh i it's not even 100 percent clear that we will need a token per se Like, uh, tokens are, should be used for a purpose, right? It's like, uh, if you're a successful business on chain, like if you're a protocol slash business and you're successful without a token, then why launch a token? You know, it's like, you have a service that people use and they pay you fees for it and they love it and, uh, you're generating revenue. That's great. It's like, uh, why do you need a token? But uh, it's not 100%. I mean, obviously, like, I, I don't know what will happen until we actually launch. So we'll have to wait and see. But, <clears throat> but yeah, if there, if there is a new token, big if, I just want to emphasize this, then, uh, yeah, I got some ideas that are not points or diamonds or whatever. All right, Opaque says, is Lifinity only Solana focused or ever thinking of going cross-chain? Yeah, so this is a very common question. We might get it like every AMA, although that's probably like exaggerating a bit. But uh, yeah, actually I've recently talked about in the chat or in the AMA about <clears throat> how we've been um looking at options actually like teams reach out to us um, they probably reach out to like all the major amms on solana when they're looking to have solana projects launch on them so yeah it's definitely a possibility um we've been like uh working on some like uh the requisite paperwork with one project in particular. So that's the most, that's the one with like the most potential for something to actually happen. Like it's not going to happen until it's actually happened, but like uh, the preliminary discussions have gone the furthest with this one project. <clears throat> so yeah, it is definitely, uh, in the realm of possibility. <clears throat> All right, Scorched says, where do you see Lifinity three years from now? Um, honestly, I don't think that far ahead. I think it's not really useful, especially in crypto. 
Um, like my answer for that right now, I think is inevitably going to be wrong because I won't be taking into account the information that I will have one year later or two years later. Uh, the landscape is going to be very different, I think, in ways that no one can predict. I mean, like some things I think you can predict in a big picture sense. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's really difficult to answer. Um, I'm not even sure it's like I can answer that in like a in a general way. I think the biggest thing for Lefinity is it relies on the balance of centralized exchange volume versus decentralized exchange volume. And right now the place of price discovery is on centralized exchanges. I think that probably won't change for a while, especially since most of the world isn't on chain yet. And centralized exchanges are the most convenient and user-friendly way to get people onboarded. <clears throat> but, you know, I can certainly see um, further into the future where, like, most people are on chain. And once you are on chain, uh, you there's a good chance you don't use centralized exchanges, or if you do, you don't use it that much, or you just like use it for off ramping, which is different than like using it as your place of custody. And so in that world, you know, uh, centralized exchange volume could decrease, and at some point, decentralized exchange volume could go. Uh, beyond that of centralized exchange volume. Uh, it's not a guaranteed outcome, but I think it's certainly possible. So, yeah, when I think about Lefinity, that's like the biggest thing I think about in terms of like the future and how things will change for Lefinity. <laughs> um, other than that, you know, like we'll We'll have more pools. <laughs> Maybe we'll be on more chains. Maybe we'll have more products, more partnerships. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've only I've only listed bullish things. So moving on to the second part of your question, do you have any future concerns of losing market share to your competitors? So of course, that's always a possibility as well can't ignore it. <clears throat> so I think our main competitors are market makers on order books. This is because they are the um, only ones that are able to essentially reflect Oracle prices. It's kind of weird to say it like that because it's not exactly what they're doing. Um, but it's probably like pretty close to what they are doing. <clears throat> um, so yeah market makers they do something 
similar to what Lefinity does, except they're not automated market makers. They have their own propri proprietary algorithms for market making. And uh, the logic for those can be uh, very complex because um, the logic part they can run off chain. The only on chain part is where they place the bids and asks. But the logic for determining at what price to place their bids and asks, they can keep that um, off chain. And so it can be very sophisticated. And it can definitely be more sophisticated than Lefinity because Lefinity, as an AMM, all its logic, including determining the price at which to buy and sell, is on chain. So, you know, we're essentially like one <clears throat> automated, we're one automated market maker competing against the collective intelligence of, uh, I don't know how many, like hundreds maybe, of market makers. So, like, uh, there is that like structural disadvantage that Lefinity has. So far, we've done like really good i think like uh it depends on the day sometimes lofinity has more and i i think the the best pool to benchmark this is Sol usdc because it's the main main pool with the most volume and fees um so yeah some days we have more volume in our collective Sol usdc pools than um, Phoenix or OpenBook, and some days we have less. I think it's more or less like 50-50, the volume that we capture. And uh, yeah, when you think about it that way, where like we're just one market maker with relatively simple logic, and then there's like hundreds of other guys with uh, probably more sophisticated logic, we're still capturing 50%, like, that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that can change. Um, I haven't really seen signs of it changing, but it's a possibility for sure. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. And my throat is going to be wrecked for this. I can feel it. All right. Well, uh, anyone got any more questions? I can wait for another minute or two. See if any stranglers. Uh, Bauer typing something or not? 
I said, thank you for your time and get well soon. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for showing up. Right. Well, it looks like everyone's uh, satisfied. Uh, yeah. Sorry for the coughing, but it couldn't be helped. Always appreciate you guys showing up and uh, asking great questions. Um, yeah. I I wish you guys a great day. Uh, a GM or a GN, depending on your time zone. And, uh, I'll see you around in the chats. Peace out.